Welcome back, BSers, to Belonging Songs, your weekly podcast that brings you a brand new original song each week, then talks about the theme of that song and the processes that went into writing and recording it, and sometimes the revisions we make along the way. I am your host, Wade Dana, with me in the virtual world today, my good friends, Patrick Crane. Howdy. Brad Maurer. Hello. Actually, I'm sorry. I meant to say, hi, all you cats and kittens out there. <laughs> Meow. Brad will get that. <laughs> uh, BSers, we are recording remotely, so Patrick's dog's going to make appearances. <laughs> Audio is probably going to be a little lagging at certain times. Brad has satellite internet and it's raining, so there could be little glitches here and there. But we are doing this... <laughs> Listen, I live in the country. The food truck only comes by once a week. You, know? you got you got a, it's, you it's got a Swans guy, not a sponsor. Yeah, we yeah, no, come on a train and I'll line up six feet apart and they throw bags off and we just grab them. <laughs> like, everybody rides a horse over to where the, yeah. the food dump is. <laughs> That's just where we're at. So yeah. We felt it was important to jump in here and do a different kind of episode because our episodes typically take months to record, and we wanted to get something out right now while we're in the middle of this pandemic. So <laughs> a month or two from now, when things are hopefully better, you don't get a month's worth of episodes recorded like this where we're talking about hoarding food or whatever people are doing <laughs> because everybody is going to be so over it by then. So we're going to do our best to bring some sort of semblance of normalcy as we go forward. And that's going to mean maybe sprinkling some of this remote recording in as we go. Our schedule's gotten kind of screwed up recently. Time machine got busted. Episodes are all out of order. I don't know. Brad touched the computer in it or something. <laughs> Or, I don't know, Patrick put bubbly in the condenser when he's supposed to put LaCroix in. I don't know. But We've reanimated Uncle Dave. So last this Monday... This is episode 33, right? Right, right. I've had some comments because we're recording this in our present, which is BSers past. Last week, we had an episode come out, episode 12, which is supposed to be episode 13, which was Brad and Patrick's song, which everybody's asking for. That was supposed to come out next week. I know this is super confusing. Hold on, I'm writing this down. But things are out of order. <laughs> and the episode that's coming out uh, Monday was supposed to come out the end of April. But this is coming out after that, so it's a total mess. Time Machine is messed up. So we felt it might be good to, to jump in and explain some of the weirdness going on. And today's episode is going to be a little different than our normal episode because they take so long to record. We want to get something out soon. We're going to listen to some recordings that have already been finished and put out and that are not going to be revised. So a little bit different episode. We're going to listen to multiple songs and talk about them. And they are going to be from Brad off of his Georgia Tapes EP that he recorded. When did you record this, Brad? 2011? It came out in 2011. I recorded it in 2010. Okay. So why don't you tell the listeners, the BSers, how this all came about? If you go back in the time machine, it's busted. Uh, yeah, it can't can't do that anymore. The mental time machine. Originally, yeah, the original concept for this episode was to get in the time machine, go to 2010, right, <laughs> be there, yeah. and you know, look at Lady Gaga's meat dress, find some babes. whatever else happened that year. Uh, Dave said he's going to look at it, but I don't think he's awake yet. 
<laughs> he doesn't know how to do it. Um, but I, I, I'm in the construction field, and obviously the economy was in the shitter. So we traveled. I alone traveled to Georgia to work, and I was down there for 10 months, kind of running this big army base project. You know what? I'll have to dig up some pictures was, from band was, practice from that time because we took some pictures that are labeled like Missing Brad. We're all just kind of sitting around looking at your stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because we were in the middle of playing quite a bit at that point. Peak lungs. Yeah. yeah. Just I think right before I left, we did our first show without a set list and no breaks. And Which we was played really for great. like what, like an hour and 15 <laughs> yeah. minutes just straight through. Every song flowed in. It was really cool. So we were to that place, haven't gotten there set, ruined everything. But <laughs> when I was down there, I, all I had was a, I, <laughs> I bought a laptop. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're going to go out of order here too. Let's get technical. <laughs> Okay. All right. So there you go. I bought a laptop to go down there with. So I brought that. I put Audacity on it just because I was like, well, if I do go down there, I'm going to want to record something. And I was staying in a villa. So there was a, it was a campground, 15, 16 villas and a bunch of us guys staying in these little one room kind of, you know, it had like a kitchen, living room, and then a separate bedroom and I had a bathroom. So it was like a little apartment. And it was right on this lake surrounded by hillbillies from the south and they're nuts you know like getting in there and beating alligators baloney and they're cut off jean shorts and shit and i'm just like what the fuck is sounds like a around? netflix documentary <laughs> you know, that's hey all you cats and kittens yeah. out there every every morning we got we, <laughs> we got woken up by these the howls of these turduckins it was just like a turkey duck oh wait okay so is that why we've got a uh, a goose on the cover of the artwork Absolutely, yeah. We're, yeah, this, yeah. right? So, <laughs> right okay. There, yeah. I, I, could, I was trying to think yesterday, like, because I did the artwork, and I'm like, wait, why is there a goose on? I can't remember. How, how come you guys didn't tell me I need to bring props? I got that. <laughs> right, right, right. It's in the agenda. So anyway, there was these these two doctors, all this weird shit. And I had, a, I had a roommate for the first couple months or so. Me being me, I didn't really record too much because I was sleeping in the main room on a pull-out couch for a while on an air mattress on top of a pull-out couch with no AC in this thing, it was hotter than fuck. I got it fixed when the other dude left. I didn't really like him that much. So when he left, I had the whole place to myself and then I would just, I would go to work, I would come home. And then he's I not would, a BSer. He's definitely not. Uh, <laughs> I would come back, I would come back after work, chill out. And then on the weekends, especially, I would pull the laptop out and start recording songs. To stay on the technical end, it was my acoustic guitar. And then you'll hear, me pulling the shit out of the kitchen like i had like pot pans right, pots and spoons pans and i beat on and then i would <laughs> i would try to do like effect there's effects on audacity i would try to put effects on them and i had glasses mm -hmm. that i filled with different levels of water I was them with pencils and just doing dumb shit because you're bored out of your mind you know and all through the computer microphone yeah, all through the laptop, Mike. All I had was the laptop. I opened it up. You know, I had headphones into it, and I'm like, this doesn't sound terrible. I'm just going to keep doing more of it. Killed a lot of time because um, what I was starting to say is like down there, I think that year it, they like broke some record for having like 103 days over 90 degrees. <laughs> and the heat index down there is it's like 100, you know, 105. It was hotter than shit. So you don't go outside, kind of like you don't in the winter here. I wasn't going outside much. So I was staying in once the AC got fixed and I just recorded music. Mm -hmm. And what I did was I watched a lot of TV. So uh, we go back to a lot of what I've written songs about wrote is TV. So like the first track is about TV. The second one is about me being in a 
out and hear the term that's 86 <laughs> right and i'm like okay that's not on the menu anymore and then you translate it into like you know life situations that you know aren't on the menu anymore <laughs> and favorite bitch was about a guy at work referring to you know one of his many girlfriends uncollectibles was about like this old guy that lived in the campground that kept a bunch of shit and he's like i come here to get away from my house because i have all this shit and then big heat was but obviously it was hotter than shit that one's a kind of a double because there was also combined with the big heat that is hot was Georgia's full of cops. And if you have a Michigan license plate and you're driving around, there's nothing but a shit pot of cops down there. Look for you. <laughs> Everybody I know that worked with me got pulled over. So there they are. Big heat on 17. 17 was the main drag that ran down. I stayed in this town called, I think it was Richmond or Richfield or something. I should have looked that up, but at a KOA campground, that was the main drag that took us to work to Fort Not Stewart. So that's, that's the basics behind the whole concept with these five songs. And again, I never, never really took them all that serious, brought them home. We We ended up playing a couple of songs, I think with the band. (laughs) It is, it's a disclaimer. Maybe I should talk to a therapist about that. (laughs) I take it seriously. (laughs) It's bullshit. (laughs) But I did it. So yeah, you brought these songs back and then I got a hold of them. And I was trying to think last night in preparation for this, I didn't really know how to mix at this point. So I don't think I really did much to them. And they were like MP3s to begin with. It was basically just arranging them together, doing the artwork and then putting it out. There wasn't much I could yeah, do to them. I mean, you can hear a lot of air in yeah. them. To record acoustic on a laptop mic, I essentially had to yeah. crank it. Can't get right next to it. So I had to crank the receiver microphone <laughs> just to get the sounds I wanted. Right. Which actually gives it this whole own unique sound throughout the whole thing right yeah it's like a you know it almost sounds like a record player or something when i first went down there too i I wasn't writing so i was i was trying to force it like okay i have time now i'm in this place by myself i'm gonna write some songs and i just i couldn't come up with anything so what i'm doing was i turned the guitar i tuned it down like way down so it's it's all every song every one of these is like low and the strings are rattly and as soon as i did that i wrote like three of these in two days and I was like, oh, okay, that's that's fun. And I have I had other ones, but eventually I kind of ran out of steam and just kind of stopped recording them. And I would just kind of play around with these some more. And that's what I did. And then, you know, the weather cooled off a little. I would actually go out and do stuff. So I record a little bit less. So I know like these five were like the pinnacle of that time where I wasn't going outside and doing much. I had just kind of hit my stride as far as being creative down there, which was kind of a hard gear shift for me to do. And so it just kind of worked out. Cool, yeah. So what do you think? We should probably start listening to these things, huh? Yeah. So the first track off of Uzi Royale, Uzi Royal. I used to call you Uzi Royale. That's yeah. the French version. But then you corrected no, me. Yeah, the name, I don't know if I've ever explained the name to anybody. I love the movie The Royal Tenenbaums, mm. right? And Uzi and Ari was already taken. It was like a, a group of like siblings that played music together or something, and they called themselves Uzi and Ari. So I went with Uzi royal which is the two first names of two tenenbaums so anyway got nothing to do with guns (laughs) or tires (laughs) yeah or tires yes all right so the first track off of the ep is called lemons let's give it a listen
Okay, everybody's listened. We've all heard this before. I really like this song, and I like the vibe that the recording has. And I think it's fitting that we're doing this kind of rustic recording of the podcast now and visiting these songs to do so. I notice it has the uh, the mixing style with the vocals kind of panned all weird, which I definitely don't prefer. I would rather them be in the middle, but we had no control. Sorry. <laughs> my first note, in fact, it's my only note, is panning. Yeah. <laughs> Brad, what did you use for that triangle sound? That's the glasses. With half water? Filled, half filled, half empty. It's, it was like fine crystal. Yep. It's like a perfect triangle sound. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was like, it wasn't like fine crystal, but it was like a champagne glass, okay. like a flute, I guess. There was a like very minimum basic effects on Audacity, so I think it was like chorus or reverb. You know, all I had was like chorus and reverb, and then like, a, like an Ottawa for some reason, which I used to later. Patrick's but. getting haunted. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick's dog is coming after him and his wife. I really like the sound of the glasses on this. It actually reminds me of, were you guys in band at all in high school? When I was in band in like middle school, there was a basic set of bells that every percussionist learned how to play on. And it sounds just like that set of bells. I really like the weird phasey guitar thing at the end too, which I'm assuming is just an audacity effect. That was like the auto wah. I also like that the song ends with... You can hear your foot tap, which you were probably using as your metronome, and it kind of just takes you out. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, there wasn't a metronome key on there. There was no grid or anything to follow, so everything was just kind of me tapping my foot and trying to figure out what time was. And I really wasn't worried about being able to hear it because I think I originally set out for these to be like demos, and then I was going to create mm-hmm. songs out of them. This was kind of a way to jot things down. But then the way I am, I'm assuming people that have listened understand by now, like, you know, once I'm kind of done with something, I'm not really a demo guy. I kind of just want to start creating something new. I would rather create than just rehash. So when I got home, obviously, I just started creating different songs and never recorded. Do you think that is something you would be interested in doing in the future for any of these songs? Potentially, I had thought about it, but that particular version of Lemons, I kind of like what it was about. I, I can't remember if that's the one or not, but one of these, like I had the T on when I recorded it to, to give you a level of respect to where I was at. And I think it was this one because this is basically, if you read the lyrics, it's basically about Next Top Model and about like reality TV <laughs> in general. The line in here, I understand dreamed isn't really a word, but it fit for the song. So is this what they dreamed we would become? Like that's all everybody that came before us, you know, is this what they dreamt we were going to be? If you didn't have a time machine and, you know, when people settled here, when they broken. created... But if you if we had it and we went back and we were like, hey, man, like, what do you think it's going to be like in 2010? And they were like, I think we're going to watch people on TV be an idiot. <laughs> I don't think that's I don't think that's what we were going to be. <laughs> so that's basically what this song is about. Is like, are we wasting our existence with this sort of trivial stuff? You could apply the whole thing right now to basically social media, you know, yeah. and, and feel the same kind of thing. We were all dealt lemons. Every call it generation, every person. Are we doing the best with them? You know. I think we might be dealing with some lemons right now. <laughs> we have we, we... as a resident of Earth. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it's about. It's 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 a thing. Uh, okay. I think we should probably keep moving along here, yep. listening to songs, so this episode isn't super super long. <laughs> Um, uh, we go into 86. So next is 86. Brad, anything you want to say about this song before we listen? 
No, not really. Uh, it's just stupid. Yeah, I didn't really it after we go have to. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I wrote it. That's what I want to say. About it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Eighty sixth. If you were ever to remake a song and wanted to make it really dancey and poppy, this would be a great candidate because immediately we're all grooving in our chairs to this and dancing around because it has a really great groove to it, even though there's no drums or bass. Yeah, yeah, it's super good. One thing I really like about this song, and this is probably my favorite song on this album, I love how during the chorus, your vocals don't change. You just kind of keep with the same level and the same timbre. There's probably a name for that, and I don't know what it is, but I love that. It's really effective in this song. There's not a definite break in the music and the chorus. It's something I really, really, really enjoy about this particular track. I think the reason that is, is I've always, I always thought of it as just like a quick story to tell. It's yeah. kind of in and out, and so I don't even think I considered any of it a chorus yeah you know, i kind of considered it all just a verse it's basically two verses of hey pal your shit stinks too <laughs> you know and then the greedy verse you can have everything but you're still going to be a person at the end of the day it sounds like there's running water in the background of this track too in certain points was there <laughs> were you playing this while you had the shower on i don't I could have had the shower on. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Zero respect given. No fucks. Zero. 
You're having a sauna. Same vibe as <laughs> yeah. the other song. This whole collection has that vibe to it, which I enjoy. So should we move on? Keep moving along? Let's move on. Um, what's next on this? Favorite bitch. And Brad, I think it's funny that you said that this is about just some guy you worked with who had multiple girlfriends, <laughs> but and then had a favorite. <laughs> that's yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> and that's BS what he is, called her. <laughs> BSers, we'd love to hear who your favorite bitch is. Uh, <laughs> message. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she appreciates that title. It's very romantic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uncle Dave. Yeah. Dave. <laughs> Listen, girls, I'm the favorite bitch. Dave, you got a favorite bitch? <laughs> oh, Cindy? Yeah. Yeah, but don't tell Aunt Gina. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uncle, um, Uncle Dave's favorite bitches are all on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> He likes that Heather Locklear. <laughs> so right. I can tell I'm looking at the waveform of this song. I don't know if you guys have that. And it looks like the right channel is considerably, it's just completely maxed out. So I'm interested. To, I haven't oh, listened Jesus. to this in a long time. So the left <laughs> channel looks like a regular waveform. And then the right channel of it is just a, a solid block. So we'll have to talk about that. See what you did. All right. Ready to listen to it? Let's do yeah. it. Cool. Favorite bitch. I'm I'm really torn because I would love to hear a completely like updated re-recorded version of this whole EP but it would definitely lose something in translation that you would never be able to recapture again which is probably why I never did it and I think it's safe to say uh, I was definitely experimenting with some panning <laughs> during right? this phase. A lot of, like, I, when I, I had, the, had the one guitar all the way on the right and the yep. other one all the so way that, on the left. That was the uh, the waveform. 
Yeah, one thing that I, I could I could I guess speak to on that is I was listening to a lot of music in headphones. Mm-hmm. So like Noticing for instance, like you know, if you listen to David Bowie in headphones, yeah, you notice that there's a lot of more panning. So I think that's why I was playing around with it a little bit. You know, if we were to go back and have control, I probably would change a lot of it. But this is a testament to where I was and what I was doing, and now it's kind of just locked in that. The one thing you definitely lose, which you talked about in the the let's get technical portion this song you really get that down tuned loosey-goosey string buzz mm-hmm. particularly in the first verse you'd lose that you can't recreate that not intentionally and it, it's what makes the song beautiful it's funny because i mix your current songs and i'll notice the way you kind of do your rough mix and you still do you'll take a lot of your vocals and put them like you'll you'll mm-hmm. record two main vocals but you'll put one off to the side and usually I always grab them and put them back in the middle. <laughs> I, I like it. You know, like if you listen to stuff from the 70s and you listen to pan jobs, <laughs> we'll call them hashtag pan jobs. Right. But if you listen a to sweet, that, uh, sound and band. Like, you, right. You'll notice, <laughs> you'll notice that these aren't where they where you would necessarily put them. There's a lot of stuff on the right, there's stuff on the left. So and it's it's always strange to me because I always think of everything centered. Yeah. So that's why I, I still play around with it. And also I think part of it is like I know for a fact I have less hearing in my left eardrum than I do in my right. Oh really? So it probably has a lot to do with that. Yeah. I don't you'll notice I don't put a lot of things on the left. If I do I want them to be down a little bit maybe they're not for you. I guess that's why <laughs> the know? the right channel's completely maxed out on this track. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> uh one of my favorite examples of strange panning in a song. I think it's maybe Break On Through by The Doors or yeah, I think it's Break On Through and it's the drums. The whole kit of the drums is panned to one channel, hard uh-huh. to one channel, and the snare is panned all the way to the other side. Right. It, oh, it, weird. And it's super weird, weird and interesting. But it works. You know where I noticed it? I don't know that if it was before or after this. I think we did, remember Starman, which I think was it was well after this. Yeah. It was well after this. But the main guitar is all the way to the right. Yeah. And I never in a million years noticed that when I was listening. A lot of old vintage recording consoles only had three pan settings. Middle, left, and right. So you they could only choose couldn't. to send it to three different places. So I think that facilitated a lot of that. Somehow those songs are still classics, which yep. is why I still like I still like to play around with it. I like to do it with vocals a lot because I record a lot of them. You know, I'll do eight ten of them in the background vocals. I just like to spread them out a little bit. Like I'll put, oh, I know, you know, a low and a high on the right, a low and a high on the left. And this guy, quote unquote, mixes them and then puts <laughs> them all together right in the goddamn middle. No, I, I, only the main vocal I'll do that with. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I know. I'm kidding. <laughs> I like that nobody can really talk about how uh, a mastering engineer does their job or even explain what it is. Wade just moves everything to the center channel. That's his master. <laughs> right. <laughs> mono. Hey, the Beatles originally came out in mono, okay? It's. <laughs> the only other thing I have to say on this song, which will ruin it for you, which is why I wanted to save it to the end, is every time it starts, I always want to go, little too tall, could have used a few pounds. <laughs> yeah that, that might have that might have taken the listener out of it a bit <laughs> right exactly <laughs> okay maybe that's what i want but let's do it next time you could use right. a few pounds if you if you do the uh total update then throw that in there maybe right all right moving along on collectibles is the next track off of this it's a long one yeah yep what's this one about 
it's a combination, right? There was the show Hoarders, and then there was that guy in that K Park. Oh, okay, yeah. That you told me, that you know, like why he had, yeah, he had a trailer, and he kept coming. He's like, well, I just have so much stuff at home, and I just come here and I get away with. It. I think he blamed it on his wife had a lot of stuff at home, and so I, I made, mean, the it, was, it reminded me of like uncollectibles. The old lady, yeah, his favorite bitch. <laughs> All right. I think he used the term "growed up." <laughs> so that's why i left it in there <laughs> so hold on hold on like, I, <laughs> hashtag growed up right I, I don't know if the right words dialect like there's a different delivery and it's you know trying to sound like an old crotchety old man when i was singing it a little so bit. I, i've got a question <laughs> if you're right. you're spelling growed up do you keep the e in growed <laughs> yeah yeah just because go g-r-o-w-d no it's it's grow Past, past tense. tense. Okay. <laughs> so it's grown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you still have to keep the, the gr- gr- grammatical rules apply. Wade. Oh, okay. Just... <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Let's give it a listen. Every night that 
that kitchen table And I still have a chair With a wobbly leg All the glass you did still keep hidden The percussion on that is really cool because it actually has its own melody. Yep. And it reminds you of junk, kind of. <laughs> like it, it, and so does the auto-tune guitar that does the solo type of stuff. It all gives you that feeling of just being in kind of a junkyard. Yeah. It's, of the, all these things you've hoarded. Uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. I, there's three distinct sounds in the song in general, it starts out and it sounds a lot like a Lou Reed song. I'm a giant Lou Reed fan, so that's a compliment. But then you get like these little buzzes that sort of sound Flaming Lips-esque and it all blends together really well. The whole thing reminds me of like really, really early back, like stereopathetic soul manure type of stuff. Very loosey-goosey, nonchalantly put together. I'll take all of those. Trying to think of what I was listening to a lot of, and it wasn't any of that. You know what I was listening to is I you gave me some copies of uh, Ariel Pink oh, okay. when I, before before I left. I listened to that, which might have given me the lo-fi kind of inspiration. Mm-hmm. But I was listening to a lot of the first Beach House album that came oh, okay. out, the big one. I don't remember what that was called, but I was listening to that one most. But the the pots and pans was intentional. We've mm-hmm. talked about that with me before, how I like to try to set a tone for how a song sounds with the song's sounds. Right. <laughs> if that makes sense. But it was like, yeah, I'm just going to have some shit out of the cupboard start banging on it because it's kind of, it is, it's a, it's a song about junk. Yeah, I love the reference to the chair with the wobbly leg. Every house had one of those. Mine did. There was a grandfather clock in my old house that never worked. Still doesn't work, but it was always there. <laughs> and it never right. told the right time. When you get rid of a clock, it doesn't work. But Even a broken clock it's part of something. tells the time. Twice. Save the exactly. clock tower two times a day. Two <laughs> times a day. I was literally pots and pans, and I think it was uh, soft spatulas I was beating them with. I don't want to get technical, but what's the brand? Came of with the house. Yeah. <laughs> came, with, came with the villa, yeah. This song in particular, out of all these, definitely benefits from the use of just random 
stuff because <laughs> it fits the theme. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention on favorite bitch, one of my favorite lines there is, wouldn't we suck each other's skin? <laughs> I, I stole that line, actually. Oh, interesting. I'll come clean right now. I won't tell you from what, but it's from a TV on the radio song. Okay. So I did steal that line. I can't take credit for it now that you gave it to me. Yeah. I could have if you didn't point it out. Yeah, I'll cut that out, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the idea of putting that in there because it showed a, a nature of the relationship. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a very serious relationship. It was strictly like an actual relationship, right. which is what I kind of wanted to show with that line. <laughs> <laughs> so the track Big Heat rounds this EP out, and we're going to do something a little different on this one. We've got two versions of this to listen to. We also recorded this for the band Skeleton Lunds, which was my solo work, Brad's solo work, kind of in band form. This is a little bit more like what we normally do, where we listen to one version and then another one and we're gonna do that here for the song big heat and brad this one you said has kind of a double meaning it means the actual temperature and then is also a reference to the police force in georgia correct yeah but you can kind of tell in the lyrics Mm -hmm. if you're listening you know one verse is about temperature the other verse is about the heat cool so let's listen to the the georgia tapes version big heat
podcast. Are you still listening, Brett? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good now. I'm clear. I was, I was typing you a message, which I didn't get off in time now that I'm talking. But I got Wade's message. I might need you to send me the Lunds version just because I can't find it. I put it in Dropbox. Okay, good. Anyway, back to this song. I don't listen to this very often. It's fun for me to listen to, like, as bad as it was to be away from like all of my family and I missed out on a bunch of like summer events and the band playing and everything like the overall experience of being down there. And like, it was kind of like my college experience. I never had a college experience, but it was like my going away and like doing stuff on my own. And it was hard, but it was still like, there was a lot of upsides to it too. It was, I'm glad I did it, even though I had to do it. And, and this kind of brings back a lot of those kind of memories. It was like, a, you know, I got to experience a lot of stuff that I would have never experienced like Savannah Georgia for one is like the most beautiful town I think I've ever been to I wanted to say that real quick and conversely it was also really sort of heartbreaking to go down there because I did like I said originally I missed a lot of things and my wife was she had just kind of was going through like a job transition and she she missed her B you know she missed me and so it was like a hard it was a hard summer it was hard for her and it was equally hard for me but you know I had to do it anyway so I was going to look for the bright side and in, in all of it you're pretty good at doing that. Yeah, I, I go away for a month every summer, and I'm going to one of my favorite places on earth, but that month is awful. I can't imagine multiplying that by 10. I think we it met was, right when you got back from this. Not It, it was, long, yeah. It was, oh, really? Yeah, it was. Yep. Yeah. Was that a, at an arrow catch function? <laughs> yeah, yeah. One, of the, one, of the tur- one of the attorneys. <laughs> Out on the pitch. One, you know. one thing I really like about this song especially after hearing you talk about writing it is the chorus elevates in a way that reminds me a lot of the shins where they have these big, like super sweet crescendos that just build up with this awesome lyrical smoothness. And you do the same kind of thing here, but it still has the really rough cut properties of how you recorded this. And they oppose each other really, really well because you have these big sweeping changes, but they're not, studio perfect and i think it's really effective for getting the vibe of the song it forced me to be sort of creative to try to do that because i was trying to do that because it was building it's got to yeah. elevate you'll notice in there like there's these weird like little trills i was doing on the guitar they say i would do those and then just max burst them out and then bring the levels down and just try to and i reverb the shit out of them and i would try to i recorded a bunch of them i would just kind of bring different ones in every mm-hmm. time so I would just mute them early and then bring them in late. You just have to keep experimenting with kind of how do you do it with these limited resources. And so it was basically just that, how do we, how do you do it with a, a guitar? Is what yeah, I and I, I really like the, the sort of Spanish guitar influence at the end too, because I think we're all socialized from watching Western movies where you get that sense of a roaming man, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. with whenever you hear that Spanish guitar and the way the song finishes it. It's just, here I am in Georgia alone writing this album. And yeah, it's mm-hmm. great. And the, and the line, you know, there's some big heat all along 17 takes the fun right out of drinking. There's like four guys that got DUIs down there. <laughs> I was always very careful to like, I, one night on the 4th of July, I just, I walked home like five miles. I'm like, I'm not driving. I'm just walking home. And I just did it. I, part of it was the guy I was staying with. It was an asshole and left me downtown. And, and the cab driver wouldn't drive me home 
for $20. I had $20 left. And I said, here's $20. Take it where it gets me. He took me to a gas station. Like, there's an ATM in here. You can go get more. I was like, fuck you. I'm walking. <laughs> so, so, so I did that. <laughs> so I could have, uh, oh, I could have easily been. <laughs> yeah, I could have easily been murdered down there too for for a matter of twenty dollars. We do have a second version of this song. Let's set this up a little bit. Brad came back from Georgia, rejoined the band, which was called Skeleton Lungs. Skeleton Lungs? <laughs> no. Yes, maybe. <laughs> and we actually played a. A few of these songs live, we did different versions of uh, Lemon, 86, Big Heat. We might have done Favorite Bitch a little. I don't think we ever did on Collectibles, though. We did Favorite Bitch like um, we practiced it. We never played it anywhere. 86, we played out a couple times, yeah. Yeah. And Big Heat was a staple for us. Yeah. And this is the version that we did. And again, when we recorded this album as well, the Skelton Lunds album, we still weren't very great at recording (laughs) and mixing and putting songs together so you'll definitely hear uh, a difference in the quality of work from back then to now and this skeleton lens album was put out when you just keep telling yourself that <laughs> uh 2013 patrick again with the props you get on the screenshots <laughs> for us hold on uh alt print screen k yeah all right now in our catchphrase was no big deal yeah, I, I think. I don't know where these things are going. But. They usually go to the next stop. <laughs> I'm mashing the buttons. <laughs> so then this is the uh, version, and I, I know that there's something we're going to talk about after this because it became a running joke when we played this song, but we'll talk about that after. So here is the Skelton Lunds version of Brad's song, Big Heat. <laughs>
Okay. So it's hard for me to listen to this because I think the mix is horrible because I didn't know how to mix. Basically just faders and pans is all that probably was back then. I noticed the bass was panned to the left. Because there's two bass players in Skeleton Lunds, so <laughs> one of the basses is bass panned players. to the left. And I'm pretty sure that's my bass panned to the left. And I believe I took the actual bass signal out of the song and just panned the reverb from it <laughs> because there was just too much bass. But yeah, so you can hear that was uh, the best quality recording we could do at that time. <laughs> I think we've come a long way since then, but kind of a fun example to listen to the two versions. Which one do you guys like better? For me, it's it's two completely different songs. I knew Brad was going to say that. I don't think if the other version was played live, it wouldn't work ever. When we tried to play live, we always tried to bruise everything up mm-hmm. as much as we could. A lot of the songs that are even slow, we tried to put more energy into, and that's very evident in this song. So it's kind of like a completely different thing. That one, a lot like the other thing, brings back like a whole different set of memories for me which is why I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I agree that they're two different things. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I don't even know why I asked this question. I knew you guys were both going to say that. There's a very specific part in this song that we screwed up. Was it while we were recording or playing live that became a running gag? It was a live recording. Okay. It's a live. Okay. So one of our live shows and yeah. somebody screwed up a note. I think it was Brad <laughs> and in the perfect place. It was definitely me. <laughs> it's very, it stuck out very, very loudly. And um, it kind of got worked into the live show after that. And, and every practice we had, when that part came around, we would all start chuckling to ourselves. Um, it was just a little fun side note to that. Yeah, it's the, um, there's some big heat all on 17, isn't hey, it? That, or the guitar that goes like, do do yeah and it's it's in like perfect it's 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 very nice in the recording but when it was live i was like a half a step off yeah. so i was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like ooh, and wade just looked at me and started cracking up <laughs> you can't not do it i know yeah. and we can't not hear that now whenever we listen to this so um correct so there you have it georgia tapes by uzi royal some old rough recordings with their own sort of vibe but this is a roughly recorded podcast. We're doing what we can. If you're a new listener, this is not a typical episode. We're going to get this out soon just to stay current with what's going on in the world. And then we'll be returning to our regular format with episodes we have recorded in the past. Why we're doing this is we don't want to record a ton of material in this way. It's all glitchy. That stretches far into the future. So we're going to try and do maybe a couple of these different types of episodes, sprinkle them in as as extra content as we try to keep on track here. Guys, anything you want to add? Yeah, it might sound corny, but I just want to thank our listeners for continuing to listen, even though there's a lot of things going on right now. And just thanks to everybody for keeping the world moving. Mm-hmm, for sure. To that point, there's definitely no shortage of content. So yeah, agreeing with Patrick, like if somebody is willing to like put us on and squeeze us into their quarantine today, that's pretty good because everybody and their brother is essentially on Zoom recording it, doing something right now. So it's pretty flooded market. So <laughs> yeah. appreciate you taking the time to listen to what we got to say. Right. Yeah. And if you enjoy 
the Belonging Songs podcast, please leave us a rating and a review, especially in Apple Podcasts. That's where most people listen. That's where the reviews tend to help most. Check out our website, belongingsongs.com. We put up the before and after versions of all of our normal songs. I don't think we'll put these songs up there. These ones are available out there in the world on the Spotify and wherever, I believe, still. They are, yeah. This whole album's on Spotify. Or if you send us a message to bs at belongingsongs.com and you want hard copies of these... At this point, we'll just send them to you for free, whatever. Zero copies sold of this one, by <laughs> right. the way. This is not the one that has any copies sold. You could be the very first BSer to email us at our email, and we'll send you free stuff if you give us <laughs> your address. <laughs> so with that, I thank you all for listening. Please stay safe out there. Next week, we'll return with a regular episode that won't sound crappy. Ish. It'll sound normally crappy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Good. They managed to save it, which is good. Yeah. Wonder, wonder if the mailman's here. <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs>